Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. It's the podcast that delves into cuisine that is set to have founded modern cooking. French ingredients and dishes have been the starting block for many of the world's best chefs and cooks. And on Fabulously Delicious, you'll learn all about these dishes and ingredients, as well as get to know some of these fabulous chefs and cooks. Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast explores all there is to know about French food. I'm your host of Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast, Andrew Pryor. Enchanté. Enchanté. As an Australian living in rural France, my life is all about cooking, eating and living life the fabulous French way. Meeting wonderful food producers, chefs, home cooks, drinking amazing wines, eating delicious cheeses and other foods, of course, and sharing these fabulous experiences with you, my fabulously delicious audience. Today on Fabulously Delicious, it's the second episode of my new series, The A to Z of French Herbs. And today's episode is all about angelica, which is possibly considered a vegetable rather than a herb, but in France, it's considered to be a herb. It's used in a variety of ways. It's the candied angelica that's probably the most known and used. So sit back, turn up the volume. If you're not driving, pour yourself a glass of wine, break a baguette, add a bit of sausage song, maybe some cheese, and enjoy today's episode of Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast, the A to Z of French herbs, Angelica. In the first season of Fabulously Delicious, we spoke with Elise Bottereau about the Galette Charentaise, which is a cake that Elise grew up making. This cake, or gâteau as they like to call them here in France, had a special ingredient, angelica, candied angelica to be exact. So what is angelica? Angelica is an aromatic herb that grows one or to two metres high, sometimes even higher. Its leaves are hairy on the underside and they have white or greenish flowers depending on the variety. It tastes a bit like celery. In Finland, actually, where it's treated like a vegetable, the stems are often eaten raw. The stems can also be added to an assortment of other vegetables being roasted, and the leaves can be used as a herb in salads and soups. Also known to many as angel herb, Angelica owes its name to its alleged magical properties and to the sweet musky aroma that it expels. It was thought that in the Middle Ages, the plant would ward off spells. In fact, it would be placed around children's necks to protect them from evil spirits. There goes an evil spirit. During the Renaissance period, doctors nicknamed Angelica the root of the Holy Spirit because of its said great and diverse properties against various diseases. During the plague, Parcelus, who was a famed Swedish alchemist, astrologer and doctor, couldn't just pick one occupation there, could you, Parcelus? No. He said that many Milanese people were saved thanks to prescriptions of angelica powder dissolved in wine, a concoction that he came up with. Legend has it that a monk heard the archangel Raphael recommend the plant to him to fight the plague, hence the multiple names Angelica, Archelic, angel grass or grass of the Holy Spirit. Angelica is used to treat many things, including anti-anxiety. The root is said to be an excellent tonic for fatigue and contains an essential oil that is said to be beneficial for the digestive system. 
Over the centuries, Angelica has been used to prevent contagious diseases and treat a large number of everyday ailments like bronchitis, colds, circulation problems, digestive disorders, and fatigue, as I mentioned before. Angelica grows in the wild in northern and central regions of Europe, but is no longer cultivated for liqueurs or confectionery purposes there, except for in Norton Le Mans in France, where the French government has actually listed Angelica as a protected plant species. In the wild, there are two species of Angelica in France, and these grow pretty much everywhere in France except for the Mediterranean. Angelica even has its own brotherhood, the Brotherhood of the Angelique du Marais Potavan, and its association, the Association of the Promotion of Angelique Nord Marais Potavan, is located in the French city of Nord. Found in cool, even moist and slightly acidic soils, usually Angelica in the wild can be found along the banks of wetlands and ditches, or along the side of the road. It can be found as far north as Lapland, as far east as Russia, and also in Germany and Poland. Some varieties of Angelica have even been found in Iceland, Greenland, Siberia, and the Himalayas. It multiplies by seed from July to September, and the harvest is done in the second year for its stems and the third year for its seeds. The seeds actually lose their germination power really quickly, so they must be pretty much sown straight away or in a very short period of time after they've been harvested. Angelica is also related in the plant world to carrots, fennel, caraway, chevel, anise, marine sapphire, sage and tarragon. Sometimes Angelica, the herb, can be confused for hemlock, which of course is very poisonous. The plant looks very similar. But the way to tell is to crumble a few of the leaves, and if they have a pleasant smell, well, it's Angelica. And if it stinks, that's hemlock. Originally from Scandinavia, Angelica was imported into France in the 12th century. It's thought that it was brought to France by the Vikings, who used it as a form of currency and trade. In the 20th century, over 250 tonnes of Angelica was harvested every year. Uses for Angelica can be medicinal, as well as culinary. In the cooking scene, the leaves of the plant can be used in salads and soups, and the seeds and stems are used in the preparation of liqueurs, and the stems often candied and used as its own ingredient. Different formats of Angelica can be found for culinary purposes from powder, fluid extracts and dyes. Most people don't know that the root and the seed of Angelica is often used in the production of gin and vermouth. It's used by many distillers as a binding agent for other oils being added to the process. So next time you have a martini, remind yourself that the flavour comes from the Angelica root and see if you can pick out some of those flavours. One of the most popular commercial uses of Angelica in cooking is to confit Angelica to be used as a confectionery. This process consists of cutting the stems of the angelica and then peeling them before they are then macerated in seven syrup baths, each one increasing its sugar concentration, so that the water naturally in the stems is replaced through these baths in an osmosis effect with the syrup. The comfy strips are dried at a low temperature to obtain a green comfy stem that has a woody texture and a delicious fragrance. 
This candied angelica has a unique subtle citrus flavour. Be careful when you're looking to buy Confit or Candied Angelica though, as some products are not actually made from angelica plant, but instead it's watermelon that's been cut into cubes and has angelica dyes added to it. Candied Angelica can be eaten as a snack, but it also can be used as an ingredient in dishes like rice pudding, ice cream, buns, tarts, panettone, the galette de roi, fruit salads, can be covered in chocolate as a special delicious treat, but it's probably most notably known as the main ingredient in the cake, the Galette Charentaise, a specialty of the Charente region of France. If you have any homegrown angelica stems and you want to make your own candied angelica sticks, here's a recipe for you. The ingredients you'll need are 20 freshly picked angelica sticks, half a litre of water and 500 grams of sugar. Cut and remove the leaves from the stems and peel them to remove the fibres, just like you would, say, for rhubarb. Place the peeled angelic sticks in a saucepan with cold water and bring to the boil and blanch. Repeat this process twice. Then, in the empty saucepan, pour the sugar and water in the recipe and bring that to a boil to make a sugar syrup. Add those blanched angelica strips and turn the heat down to the lowest setting you have and cook for two hours. Drain the sticks on a wire rack with paper towels under it and place something on top to cover, another tray maybe, as long as it doesn't touch the strips. Leave this for 48 hours to cool in a dark place and then sticks can be stored in an airtight container in the fridge. The leftover syrup can also be used as a drink syrup for say cocktails if you like. Although, you know what, it's probably easier just to buy the already candied Angelica if you can. The most popular dish in France probably to make with candied Angelica is the Galette Charentaise. It's a really easy cake to make. Despite the name, it's a cake, not a crepe. To make the Galette Charentaise, you'll need 300 grams of plain flour, 220 grams of caster sugar, 120 grams of unsalted softened butter, two eggs, seven grams of baking powder, 50 grams of candied angelica, chopped, pinch of salt, one cup of milk. Preheat your oven to 230 degrees fan forced. It's high, but we're only cooking for a short period of time. In a bowl, place the flour, sugar, baking powder, and then whisk to combine. Add the softened butter, salt and eggs and mix everything by hand. When it forms a dough, add the angelica, cut into small cubes and then work it so that it is well combined. Butter a pie mould or cake tin, about 24cm size would be good, and spread the dough out into the dish. Brush with milk and then decorate by making crosses with a fork and then bake. Bake for 10 minutes. Unmold as soon as you get it out of the oven to prevent the cake from sticking and serve cold cut into triangles. That's it for another episode of Season 3 of Fabulously Delicious, the French Food Podcast. If you like this episode of Fabulously Delicious, please share it around with your friends and family. I love to be shared around. Give us a rating if you listen via Apple and leave a review. That'd be great. A good one would be fabulous. 
Subscribe wherever you're listening if you haven't already. Through everything fabulous I do, you can dream or come and experience fabulous French food and learn all about it. Get the best that I can find of French cuisine and culture by checking out my Instagram at Andrew Pryor Fabulously. YouTube for cooking and travel tips at youtube.com forward slash Andrew Pryor. And of course, subscribe to Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. My name's Andrew Pryor. Thanks for listening. And remember, as I always say, my motto in life is, whatever you do, do it fabulously. Merci beaucoup. Bon app. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.